Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Dark Side of the Word. I, my name is Kate. Wow, messed that up. It's okay. And I'm here with my co-host, CJ. Really? Really? You want to keep going with that? Yes, we're going to. People like okay. Ron Real. So okay, hello. hello, everybody. This is CJ. <laughs> I know my I, name. Supposedly, there's this whole <laughs> thing now where people don't want like the, the perfect. They want the raw, the gringy, that, that we look like humans. This is how we prove we're not AI. We glitch. Well, that, that is very true. And I am very far from perfect, especially when it comes to public speaking. So then this is the podcast for me. Yay. Slight, slight tangent, but I just queried a new agent yesterday. And yes. in her query form, she specifically asked the question, did you use AI to write your book? I have seen that too. And I am always very excited to see that because I want them to weed out the AI people. Or not even so- people, the AI I'm still shook that this is coming to our world so quickly, but that's another conversation we'll have later. Seriously. We are here. This is, it is time to update the world on our life as writers. And I'm going to start with by saying, holy fuck cannoli. Why, how are we already in September? (laughs) Where did the summer go? I'm not ready to enter fall mode. What the hell? What the frick? I find it funny that you said holy cannoli because over here in the New Jersey, New York area, the festival of San Gennaro happens at the beginning of September, and that is like the Italian-American festival in New York City in Little Italy. So that is very apropos for the season we are now entering. So good job. You didn't even well, know. I, I sensed it. My soul just knew this. This is because I'm watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm just, that must my be soul. It. That absolutely must be it. My, my <laughs> soul is off beca- on you. Becoming Italian. No. <laughs> But yes, holy crap, it's September already. I'm not excited because now I enter fall work mode, which I've been kind of a little bit more vocal about this, but essentially my life and work comes in stages and I was enjoying summer stage, which means I take every Friday off and I Mm -hmm. also do not work on anything new. Like I don't start new projects. I just maintain. I maintain the work. I maintain whatever I have going on in the background, but I'm not here to push to make something. But now we're in September, the rush to the end of the year, the making sure that I've got everything covered. It's giving me agita talking about the rush to the end of the year. I saw something the other day that was like, it's September and then it's October and now it's Thanksgiving and I'm going to buy Christmas presents. Happy New Year, everybody. And I'm like, yes, that that is exactly how I feel. <laughs> uh, Michael's is already a plethora of Halloween, which of I, I, I have I'm been that way since like Fourth of July, which is just wrong and also a little exciting because I like fall decor. So I'm kind of happy, but I'm not buying it or anything like that. No, not yet. Oh, I'm just no. waiting for the sale because I'm not spending $40 on a cat pillow. I'll spend 40% off $40. We only have to wait till like September 25th and then everything for Halloween will be on sale to make room for Christmas. So you'll be fine. <laughs> you can hang in there. <laughs> I'm having this whole freak out because I'm like, where the hell did I see this? But I went, oh, I, okay. So we have out here in the Pacific Northwest, we have a local craft store yeah. and they had Halloween and Christmas stuff. At her. Oh my. <laughs> that oh was my. too much. Now I was like, we haven't even hit like. Hall October yet and Christmas? No, 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 no. I feel like, and people have been telling me, like, that this, it's always been this way. People have always rushed the seasons and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes, but I remember when I worked in college at Pier 1 Imports, and that was, that was like 2004, 2005. I would work in the summers, and I would leave in August. And my last week in August, I would unpack the first box of, like, 
pumpkin stuff, like a pumpkin candle or whatever, the last week of August. But like places like Michael's have had stuff up since like July 4th. It's just crazy. It definitely is rushed. It definitely is coming earlier and earlier. And I don't, I don't love it because I feel rushed as it is. Two things. First off, no one's going to know what Pier 1 is. Our listeners are not going to know Pier what that 1 is. Pier 1 imports. They don't exist anymore. They haven't Online, existed they for do. like, oh, really? Yeah, but they're really expensive. Oh. And I don't think anybody buys from them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is, it, it sucks how they keep rushing because when it actually becomes a season and you realize you need that one thing that you didn't have in your box and you're out, it's already gone because they've moved on to the next holiday. I have started keeping a Google Doc of like what I need. When I put away, like, say, my fall decor for Christmas, I will take note of what I have been wanting for the fall that I did not have. And I will write it down. So like next summer, I can purchase the fall decor when it's actually in the store. Otherwise, I will not remember by the time next fall comes around and it'll all be gone. This is what I have to do. They're just prepping us to be more organized planning people. And I, I'm not, I'm They're already just taking having, our money. I'm already having to think about like, fucking where am I going to be for Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, depressing. You know, we need to stop going on these tangents. Our listeners okay. want to know what our writing life is like, not how we buy our full day I thought we didn't want to talk about depressing. No. <laughs> uh, but, okay. well, I mean, I have good news. So Okay, I mean, let's, let's start wanna... with you. But isn't it better to end with the good news than start with the good well, news? Well, I, I have some good news, too. So ooh, ooh, it's a ooh. battle of good news. I feel like you already know mine, so tell me yours. Do I know yours? Yeah, I forget that I have the brain of a gnat. I just forget things so quickly. I will remember it once you say it, but right now, for the life of me, I cannot remember what your good news is. Or, or as Ted Lasso says, the memory of a goldfish. The memory of a goldfish. Oh, Ted Lasso, definitely. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, you go. We're not okay. fighting over this. Okay, so just to recap, I am still querying Hoogly Ever After. So two agents are still reviewing the full manuscript, or at least I hope they are still reviewing it because I have not heard anything since I submitted the full manuscript about two months ago or something like that. I've decided I'm going to wait until four months have passed before following up on anything because it's summer or was summer and nothing really happens in publishing in summer. So I'm giving I'm giving a little bit of extra leeway. I think that's I feel fair, like, right? Yeah, I feel like it's normal. I see a lot of people say that four months, like give them four months to review a full book. I do okay. see that in other publishing website agents and stuff okay so i feel like i never see that i only see what they say for querying and not for actual submissions so okay i will wait no, i'll wait a full four months i say double the time that's my like rule of thumb if you submitted a full book give them twice the amount of time you would if you were just trying them okay cool then we're ready um all right so my good news is that today i actually received another request from a literary agent for my full manuscript which is oh. makes my total five now and i am very excited about that so she said that my first pages were delightful and she loved to read more and for anybody wondering about time frames i queried this agent about two months ago and this is the first i've heard back from her so I sent off the full manuscript this morning, about an hour after I got the request, because I am not making this person wait. I'm not playing hard to get. I'm not going to take any port in a storm. I'm definitely vetting agents very carefully, but I am not playing hard to get. If they want the manuscript, I'm sending it right out. Wait, is that um, so, a thing? What? Like, waiting not a little bit? It out. Yeah, not sending it out, like, immediately? I've heard people say that they do that. 
Holy shit, and, no, I'd be like, one minute after emailing me, right? here you go. <laughs> See, they don't want to appear too eager or too oh, desperate. Yeah. I'm like, I am both those things. So please read my book. I'm willing to sell myself here. Like, I don't give a fuck. I was watching, I forget which, I watch, I follow a couple literary agencies on, like, YouTube and, like, podcasts and stuff. And one of them had, like, a short little segment about how long should you wait before sending or replying with your full manuscript to a request for a full manuscript. I'm like, how is this even a question? Like, ASAP. And they said, like, you shouldn't wait more than 24 hours. I'm like, is anybody waiting more than 24 hours? Like, unless you're away or something and not near your computer, which, again, totally understandable. Or it's the but, weekend. Because like, if, if you have a rule that you don't check, like, that email on the weekend because you're trying to live life. That's true. And you don't, yes, and the like, weekend. I get that. I get yeah. that. But what the hell? That's a thing? This is not dating people. I, I, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just ready to go. You, you email me, and I will send it back to you with record speed. And that is what I did. So now I am just... Waiting, mostly waiting to see if she actually received the full manuscript because I, I always hate when that happens. Like, should I ask the agent to confirm receipt of the full manuscript? Should I just trust that it goes through as planned because technology usually works? Is it pushy to ask for a confirmation receipt? Like, what's what's the protocol here? I don't know. I usually don't ask for one. Well, I mean, think about uh, if you were contacting someone in your work, I guess, and you sent them project files or something wouldn't you confirm that they got it usually but That's i don't want to make feel. somebody angry so i'm just gonna they have a lot I... to do so i don't want them to have to be like yes i received your manuscript over eager girl so i'm just gonna wait patiently and hope that it didn't just go into the spam folder or the void so when i follow up in four months they'd be like oh you never sent me anything because that would be a nightmare Let's so, ask our listeners, what would they do? What, yes. Would you want a confirmation of sent manuscript? I feel that it would be helpful. It would just put you at ease because if you use query, what query tracker, it automatically sends you confirmations, which is great. But a lot of agents are still using emails or just online forms that are not query tracker. And there's no way to, some, I think some of them have auto responses, which are very helpful, but some of them just, you email and there it goes. And you have to trust mm -hmm. that it goes to the right person at the right time. And it's just a lot of, it's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. I don't know if it's because I'm starting to get to the dregs of agent world, but I'm now mm -hmm. getting ones that like literally want me to attach my full manuscript to the email. Like oh, as a core. the full manuscript. The full. I've wow. now seen like three or four of them that asked for the full manuscript attached. Okay. okay. Which the first one I was like. agencies? Yeah. Okay. Like, Everybody does it them, differently. One of them was from when you sent me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. everybody does it differently. I feel like if you're doing... I got like the receipts, YouTube... lady. I got the receipts. Okay. I can then prove it's good. mine. I can then prove this is mine in a court of law. <laughs> I got the receipts. Hey, no, hey, uh, I love this too. They're like, in the AI generator, I'm like, bitch, I finished this book before AI was a thing. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Do not insult me. This is no AI. We have a new line for, you know, the children that come up, like, when I was your age, AI didn't exist. People actually wrote their books. They've done worked on them real good and hard. Yeah, exactly. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Thank that you. That is so I'm good. I'm excited. So that is, that is my big news. So what is your big news? I mean, I will start by saying querying is fucking shitballs for me. I'm I have sorry. not gotten a single full request. Sorry, I just I'm gonna vent for a second. Go, I go guess, for it. Yeah, you know? I also just got like 
someone sent me a response that I had a very interesting sounding story, but they didn't like my writing. Yes. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, really? Yes. You can be like, okay. Like, yeah, I and I disagree because your writing is phenomenal. So that's you. just a personal preference, and that person sucks and is not the right person for you. But I, find still it ha- I find it hard sometimes because I wouldn't say I write liter- literary style prose, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't think – I was just listening to a podcast about – they were talking about their favorite authors, and one of them – was Pierce Brown, which I have my issues with him. I still want to read his books. But anyway, the point is that he writes five-word sentences mostly. Yeah. And I just... I worry sometimes that when you go to genre-specific literature, it's not about the writing, and it's very much just like, give me the plot. Like, I want the basic writing. And so to me, I don't do that. I have, like, lyrical prose, and you have to Mm -hmm. read every word. You can't skim it. And so sometimes I worry that, like, that does me a disservice. But I also see, like, books coming out like that, like Lainey Taylor's writing, Gallant from V.E. Schwab. There was another, like, even Ninth House kind of. She didn't just, like, feed you the information. There was some Mm -hmm. miracleness to the writing. I know I'm bringing up your favorite book. I know. (laughs) But I agree with you. Like, there was was good writing in that. Exactly. Well, I have three updates okay. that are mostly good. So first off, I sent you chapters. Yes, you did. Listeners. Yes, and I'm going to start reading them this week. Yes, no worries about that. But I was just letting read our listeners know I have sent CJ the first chapters of the book I'm currently rewriting. Yes. So that's really exciting, and I'm hoping to send you like five or six next. Okay. So nice. there'll be more. This one was only like two chapters because, like, I told our read readers, I told our listeners earlier. <laughs> I do that all the time. Last update. You know, this one's going very slow. This one is very much the polished stage. This is not just because sometimes mm-hmm. we share work when it's really rough. But this one's very on the finished stage. So I'm really taking my time. I'm choosing my words very carefully. Mm-hmm. I'm not rushing this. And sometimes that takes, you know, rewriting a chapter three times. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Three or twenty. You know, whatever, whatever happens to work for that chapter. I feel like in this book, too, my chapters are a lot shorter than my last book. I don't know. Your, your chapters like, are short in general. Well, these are shorter. Okay. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I was talking to my husband today. I'm like, oh, I have to read Kate's chapters. And he's like, how many chapters are there? I'm like, I don't know, maybe five, but, like, they're short. So it's not going to take me, like, forever because you're just a short chapter writer. And I am About not. <laughs> two chapters, and they're pretty much one page single space. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had known that. I totally would have read it and, like, given you feedback already. I am sorry. So, listeners, the reason that I have not read her pages yet, because I was beta reading for a new writing partner, and I had to get that done by a deadline, which is today. So, that is why I have failed as a friend in CP to Kate. But I will will rectify that, since it is only a few pages, and I will have it to you by the end of this week. And Kate tries not to take this personally that she just said she has a new writing partner. I'm not cheating on you. <laughs> I'm not cheating on you. I still love you and adore you and I'm loyal to you forever. But we need we need other people in our lives as well to I enrich know, our lives as writers. You just don't have a podcast with this other person. And I don't. So, you know, and I, mean, I never will. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> Only you could get me to do this, okay? So good luck to anybody else who wants to try. I have also come up with a new writing schedule. Oh. Uh, I I have a lot of ADHD qualities, issues, mm-hmm. traumas, weird things that by a certain time of day, my brain just goes fizzles out. I don't know. It just has weird Is things. Is it 2 p.m.? Because that's what happens for me. I don't know what the time. It's just there comes a point that I hit a wall. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just like 
the panic attacks, the anxiety, I don't know. The point is, I decided that instead of waiting to write until my mind is spinning, what if I just did it first thing in the morning? <laughs> I had this grand idea. So I essentially now wake up. I do, you know, read a little while I'm drinking my tea, you know, I journal. And then it's like right into writing. I set a one-hour mm -hmm. timer. I write for that hour. And then I immediately go into working out. And honestly, it's probably one of the best things that I ever did because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I'm sure you can too. But when we write we kind of disassociate from real world because we're living yes. in our head. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling to either disassociate so I could write and live in my head or I was struggling to get out of it when I was yeah. done and it kind of ruined the whole rest of the day. But immediately going to a physical activity such as working out put me like right back into my body mm -hmm. and it's helped me to be extremely successful the rest of the day. That's awesome. And to be honest, having the writing done just because, you know, I would normally like – do my little morning routine, work out, take care of my four-legged children, clean the house, like do all stuff. So that by the time I sat down, my mind was already spinning and it was like I could not sit still to get focused. Yeah, yeah. And now that I'm just getting it done with the day, by the time, like, I was like, wow, I already started work. I already got that done. That's behind me now. To the point that I almost forget I wrote. That's amazing. That's and really good. you might think an hour is not that much, but the amount of – good writing and content that's coming out of me is exponential compared to like if I sat there two or three hours if it's a concentrated hour and you feel like fresh and invigorated like that you can get a lot done in just that one hour space exactly like I'm shocked like not every morning's great we have our moments you know I have some mornings where my brain yeah. just won't turn on mm -hmm. but honestly I, I want to bring this up and why I specifically wanted to update our listeners on this is because I want people to realize like if something's not working or you hear a thousand different ways that people tell you that this is the only way they write. Like, I think I heard somewhere like Neil Gaiman will only draft with a fountain pen because he oh. rebuked it. Well, fans Everyone, Everyone's weird. I always want to remind listeners, everyone's weird. Do what you need to do. If it's That's not true. working, mix it up. If you want to write at 2 a.m. in the morning, I don't care. Just find mm -hmm. whatever makes your mind at its most creative peak. Hashtag no judgment. Exactly. That's the point of being a creative is that there's no set way to do it as long as we get it done. Yeah, that's true. And how long have I written? I've written now like seven years. It took me seven years to figure out what worked for me. <laughs> but I did, and now I love it. And that's what's important, that you keep on loving it. So you do what exactly. you got to do. Exactly. And my third thing I want to tell everyone, I, I just got a new writing job. Ooh. I am now a pre-screener for Publishers Weekly. Hooray! I am so excited. I don't know. I feel like this is prestigious. Maybe it, this is not. I don't know. The interview was weird. And it just <laughs> is kind of like, here you go. Here, the, here, here are your passwords. It's like, okay, you don't want to vet me more? I mean, they already kind of did vet me. Like, I submitted to, like, this big pool. Thanks to CJ. I'm going to pat mm -hmm. her on the back. She sent me this information. And I, I, I guess I went in the pool. And they plucked me out of the pool and said, ooh, we like you. So I guess that was because you're fantastic. Thank you. But I guess that was my already my vet. And now I get paid to pre-screen self-published titles for whatever, before the editors look at them. So I'm the like first person, which scares the shit out of me because I'm sitting here like, my first question was like, <laughs> am I the only person reading this book? And am I the only person that like is saying yes or no to this? Or was it like a couple people read the same book and we're like taking whatever the majority thought is? <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I think you may be a gatekeeper now. A little bit. A little bit of a gatekeeper. A little bit, but it also sounds like a couple people might be reading the same book. <laughs> <laughs> they can't guarantee it. 
but it does sound because you you pick the genres you're willing to read and so like Mm -hmm. the book could go in the most but yeah i'm a fucking gatekeeper you're a gatekeeper well yeah own it It. own it and i'm like the publishing world i'm probably the worst gatekeeper because i am a little harsh i am harsh that's okay you're supposed to be harsh that's your job i know god damn it you have to weed out the undeserving okay but i will say it has some of the books i've skimmed because you only have to read like 20 pages max i'm not reading this whole book but a couple of them have really made me excited i do not understand why they're not actually published and because what the frick yeah and i have uh, very high hopes about the self-published world yeah there's there's so much good content out there so much and how much it makes me wonder how much we don't see and we don't ever hear about like i just read this book called i actually have it here called the moonlight child by karen mcquestion and i have never heard of this author and she's written a ton of books and this was a fantastic book i loved it it's professional i actually wrote down the name of the editor that she used in case i ever wanted to self-publish for myself and like it's it's self-published it's indie published so it's and why isn't it picked up by somebody else because it's a really great book there's just so much out there i hate to um nitpick you but indie and self-publish are two different things i am sorry so which let me see which it is (laughs) well it it looks it looks self-published just by the back of the cover yeah yeah there's no like publisher name on it it's copyrighted in the name of the author which doesn't mean yeah it's a self-published then yeah it's very funny i can I can tell by one glance what's a self-published book. Like, say you go to Barnes & Noble because now they're starting to put self-published books on shelves. I can tell by the cursory glance of which ones are self-published and which ones aren't before I even, like, look and touch and feel. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I have a lot of faith. I have a lot of excitement. It also made me look because, yeah, I have to Google the authors as part of my job to see if they, like, have a Kirkus review or they've been covered somewhere else Mm -hmm. so I can comment that. And I've noticed that, actually, some of the self-published titles are, like, in Walmart and Target, so it sent me down a rabbit hole to figure out, like, how are they doing that? And so now i found out how to get my self-published book into Target. Nice. Helpful. I know. I did not realize this was a thing. But it is a thing. And and you're on the same odds of any other actual book being picked. Uh, to be sold in Target because you know Target is so small they only pick like the top top books but yeah still it is it, I'm now in the pool with everyone else so if I decide to go that route I'm excited because now I will be in official you know shelves of with everyone else yeah and you know Publishers Weekly is huge I work in in publishing on the and the publishing side of it and everybody reads Publishers Weekly that's where we get all our news from that's where we learn about all the best deals all the hottest books all the time so that's that's a really good really good place to be so congrats to you and good for you thank you I know it I feel so prestigious now and in case our listeners do not know there is a free daily publishers weekly email that you can get that does like Mm -hmm. a quick cursory look at all the like top news for the day which is helpful if you can't afford the you know to actually like subscribe to the magazine I actually get that's what I do and I get a lot of information also if you if our listeners do not know a lot of libraries also carry publisher weekly so if you want to like stay up to date You can check them out at your library. At least mine does. Okay. I have a really yeah, good library. That's true, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. See, access, you know, you can be a writer even if you don't have a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> Which is good because even when you become a writer, you probably won't have a lot of money. Dude, I just heard about some, I don't know who it was, someone was just talking about, but they have a 
actor friend who is a star like a lead role in a movie and she's having to pay for all of her own publicity for the movie and it's costing her like 40k or something so it's showing you that even when you're covered by an agency or you're published under a publishing house traditionally and all that stuff like you have to pay for all this yourself they might throw a hundred bucks your way but Mm -hmm. most of the time you're doing everything yourself still I feel like it's every man, woman, person for themselves these days. Everybody's just trying to act in their own best interest. And you have some people helping you, but you're always your own best advocate. Exactly. But I talked a lot. Do you have any other news? Have you started writing again? We need to know. Okay. So, no. I have not started writing again. I think I need a little longer break before I start working on novel number four. But I have to say that I was recently working on an upcoming blog post about my amazing experience with taking the creative writing workshop and just reliving what it was like to be in the workshop and get feedback and interact with all the different creative minds. It's kind of getting me hyped up about like, you know, revising chapters and drafting new chapters again. So I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna start in September. I have not started. Maybe October. We'll see. I'm enjoying, have to wait another enjoying month. the quiet. I have to wait another yeah. month. Yeah. Well, you're going to you have to wait longer than that because when I do decide to start revising, I have to read the 60K words that I originally wrote, see what I think of them, whoa, write whoa, down whoa, my whoa, little whoa. notes. Pause. Pause. You said 60K. That's it? Yeah. You yeah. had a 60K first draft? I know. Haven't I improved? Listeners, I when the first time I sent Kate a manuscript to read, I believe it was 145,000 words. 138, but no one's got it. Okay, still, humongous, <laughs> humongous. That is, let me do some quick No, you're hitting, order. like, Kate first draft. That's 394 book pages, pretty much, is what I sent her. And God bless her, she read the entire thing and gave me twice. feedback on the entire thing, twice. The second time was only, like, 120,000 words, and then I cut it down to, like, 100. But, yes, you read it twice. And I am very appreciative of that. And this, but you're on, like, Kate first draft word count. Like, I, I my first drafts are between 60 and 70K. I know. I said that to my husband today. I'm like, what, what has happened to me? What has happened? So I'm now I have to add you. stuff in. You are. You are. I'm becoming more, more acquainted with brevity. And I think I'm the better for it. Okay, I will warn you that the book I'm working on now currently is, like, 110K words. This is a oh, big book, but it's it, places. I love it. But no, for real though, this is a big book. It's always been a big book. It has a lot to cover. Like okay. it, 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 okay. But rewriting it is crunching down because <laughs> this is who I am now. So, but you have, but you have room to work with. Normally, it's the opposite yeah. problem. We have to get you up, you know. And this time, it's. I feel it's so much easier to just parse out, you know, than than build True. up. I am a very sparse writer. Very sparse. Yeah. So I think this will, it'll be fine. I'm excited to read your longer novel and I'm excited to send you my shorter novel. All right, friends and listeners, I'm asking you, comment a ton that you want CJ to get back to writing. Let's bully her back to writing. (laughs) Help me. I've been begging for this book forever. Like she wrote this draft for like a year ago. A year ago. I'm dude, yeah. come on. You got I think stop I started this around this time last year cuz I, I cranked the entire thing out before I started my workshop at the end of September of last year. So, oh, yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. 4 weeks of just intense writing and it was wonderful. <sighs> I loved it. 
You started and that workshop a year ago. Where is time gone? I know, I know, right? I'm it's not crazy. okay with this. No, neither. I'm not okay with this. I know, but I will. I will start writing again eventually. And and hey, if any uh, agents want to represent me and offer me representation for Hoogly Ever After, I will write as soon as you tell me to. <laughs> I perform on command. <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's a I would say responding quickly and diligently is actually better because don't we always hear the horror stories that someone doesn't make their deadline? And yeah, stuff? I will like, make every deadline. I'm a deadline maker. So see, so not to I worry. would think this helps your case. Yes, I think so. I think so. But again, listeners, would you email them and ask for a receipt, a receipt, or however you say it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that as our question for this episode. Okay. Like, would you reach out to make sure they got your manuscript? I think that's important. No, I want to know. Like, what's... what's and, like, what's would the, you do it yes in the email no. that you send? Like, here's my full manuscript. Could you please confirm receipt? Like, have it all in one email? Because that's mm. what I was thinking of doing. Rather than, like, two days past, like, did you receive it yet? Did you receive it yet? Like, I wouldn't do that. I feel like that's a little needy. But just asking in the email where you're sending the full manuscript to confirm receipt, I feel like mm. that is the appropriate place to do that. Maybe. I always, like, do you ever sign off, like, let me know if you have any questions, like that, like, thing? I think I just say, I look forward to hearing from you. I just leave it open-ended, not presumptive, just I look forward to hearing from you again, because one way or the other, I'm going to hear from them again. I wonder if you could get, like, a whole thing that's just, like, if this would make them respond without asking specifically, but just, like, hey, let me know if, you know, there are any troubles opening the attachment or if you have any questions, Mm. you know, because maybe that would... Without asking them, they will be prompted to, in their own little soul to be like, yeah, it's all good on this end. Maybe, yeah. try. Maybe. I do have to say that I sent a manuscript to an agent once, and she asked me to resend it in a different format, like, right away. So, like, okay. I knew she got it. So, I guess if they want it in a different format, then they will tell you that. So, that's I mean, helpful. if you're responding, that at least is more confident than just, like, cold emailing an email address you haven't tried before. Because the likelihood of that going wrong is small. Yeah, I feel like I'm just an anxious person, and that's just my own insecurities coming into play, and more people are probably like, okay, I sent it off. The universe is going to send it to who it needs to go to, and all will be well here in, you know, three to four months. No, I don't think that exists. I think everyone's like us. Writers are all neurotic. But, all right, well, that's all my updates. Do you have any more? No, those are all my updates. Well, I just want to remind our listeners that if you want to join in on our book club this week, we this week, this month, September, September's book, September, okay, sorry, we are reading Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey, and if you want to help support two fledgling creatives to help keep making this great content for you guys, we have the book up on bookshop.org, we're both affiliates for bookshop.org, we have our links down below, we won't judge you on who you pick to click on, because we're both there, and we're both two yes. different people, but if you'd like to buy your book from there, we get a small percentage of the sale, but it does not cost anything extra to you, and I believe you can also still, even if, are we the bookseller? Like, are we the bookshop in that? Or are they? can they still I, link a bookstore? We are, we're not the bookstore because we're not actually selling the book. So okay. I think so they can like still the link affiliate account. So they can still link their favorite independent bookstore and yes. still buy through us. And they buy Perfect. through our affiliate link, they can buy from their own preferred bookstore. 
Perfect. See, the point of bookshop.org, why it was started is to help independent bookstores have an online platform to be able to sell books like the big conglomerates like Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon, all that. This is their way to keep up with it. So you can link in whatever independent bookstore is local to you that you want to still support or wherever you want to support, but then you can go through our link to help support mm-hmm. us as well. No cost to you. You're going to buy the book anyway. Might as well help us. Yes, please do. But we hope all of your writing journeys are going fantastic and you are having good luck on everything you're working on. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye, friends. Bye.